Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. I took a degree in acting and then I got my degree and I was like, this is brilliant, this is amazing. However, I still can't stand up in front of a group of people and talk as myself. <laughs> I can do it as a character, not a problem. As myself, no chance. And so... Then I started to work out, okay, cool, it's not just me that struggles, it's everybody else. Yeah. And then my training, I had to work on myself first, and then my work evolved out of that. Hello, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Make an Impact, the HPC podcast. Hi, girls. Hi. Oh, wow, that was insane. That's, <laughs> that was beautiful. How are you doing, ladies? Doing good. Yeah, very sunny outside. Delightful. You're a bit nervous about this. A little bit. Well, guys, if you don't know who we are, we're going to go a bit around and tell you who we are. We are the team behind the HBC, and we're very excited to introduce the pilot for our podcast. So my name is Fab. I'm the founder of the HBC, uh, CEO and Jack of all trades. Uh, We do different things, and a lot of the things that I work on are related to our network of brands. I work a lot on partnerships, bringing startups in health and wellness together via our online platform. And I also, uh, we just launched the Register of Health and Wellness Influencers, which is another thing that I work very closely on with our friends at Wellspoken. And it's all about bringing influencers together and creating standards and regulation for health and wellness and content creators. Uh, That's me. I'm going to go to my right. Hello, Sam Sam. Hello. Um, I'm Samantha, I'm the Events and Communication Manager at the HPC, Um, and that basically means working with brands, chatting to them about our upcoming events and how we can help them and bring them together with bloggers and influencers at our fantastic summits and awards, etc. And I also work on photography as well, so I do like content creation with brands. We work on food and lifestyle products, um, and I do all the styling for that, set up the shots, and then we take photos all afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> and squat a lot as well I would like to say yeah this is uncomfortable 
<laughs> you should see us. Imagine people scrouching in front of a mic. That's kind of what's happening. So we're kind of like all crouching around. Not very health friendly, is it? No, not really. It's all right. <laughs> Amy, up to you. Right, so I'm the newest member to the HBC team. I joined in September, October. And yeah, it's been really exciting, really love it. And I am the social media and editorial manager. So I basically do uh, most of social media um, for the HBC um, and also the network and the register of influencers, as Fab just said. Um, so if you're chatting to anyone through social media, that will be me. Um, and then through the editorial side, um, I help strategy the magazine articles, outreach to uh, authors and publishers and anyone who kind of is in the magazine. So yes, but what about what I do? What is Make an Impact Anyway and who is it for? We wanted to start a conversation and also get you to know the incredible brands, influencers and experts that we work with on a daily basis. Anybody who has a personal brand or a product or a great idea that they want to develop to help other people, especially in this case in health and wellness, uh, our audience and other people that we loved and we've been supporting for over six years. To give an idea, the HBC was born indeed six years ago. And it started as events and mainly the magazine that now Amy is curating for us and the membership that we have. And further down the line, we developed different brands and different ways to help people. And we thought we're incredibly charming and fascinating and slightly nervous today. That nevertheless, um, we can really connect with you guys. And we thought there wasn't any better way that connecting you also with the people that we love the most, who are our brands and our influencers. So that's kind of what Make an Impact is going to be. Different interviews every single time, different seasons where we're going to follow different people and ask them how they develop an impact, how they use some of the skills that they have, and also the story behind themselves and their brands to inspire you to do the same. I am going to now pass the mic, not literally because the mic is stuck on this desk, but I'm going to pass the mic to Sam because I would like to hear more about your journey and what you've learned since moving into this industry so take it away okay so I started I came out of uni did a little au pair job for a few months in Saint-Tropez it was very nice nice uh, but not really real life so I came back and started as um, a marketing executive in theatre advertising and it was fine like I, I enjoyed it it was a nice group of people um, my day-to-day -day was all right but it just wasn't I found myself thinking about health and wellness and working in a different world and kind of building my own business all the time so I never really focused in on my job um, so then I started looking at general events in health and wellness and came across the HPC summit um, that must have been 2017 2017 yes yeah um, came across the event and just thought I'm gonna go along see what this is all about um, met fab and met everybody else there mm. um, lots of people that I kind of met and didn't realize who they were until I've now spoken to them since um, and just loved the vibe it was really cool um, and thought yeah this is this is more me um, so then just kept in touch with Fab and waited until an opportunity arose so that I could come in and take a job um, and that's basically how I started started as an intern um, and now work full-time and it's amazing like the people that I've met and the big like network of health and wellness brands and influencers and bloggers and speakers and just everybody in that world is incredible so yeah it's been great so far. So my story is pretty similar to Samantha's as well how I got involved in the HBC. It was the 2017 summer and I went, I can't remember how I found out about it but I went and 
I just loved it. I thought it was an amazing world. Um, Samantha's actually there handing out little cards for your blog, which I remember, which was so sweet. And I thought, oh my God, I've not got my stuff together. She's like amazing. She's got these little photos handing out. Um, but this talks were so inspiring. And I just went away feeling so passionate about wanting to make my own blog um, and kind of develop my own business, I guess, even though back then I didn't know it would be a business. Um, so yeah, so I went away, kind of worked on my Instagram, I did some of the free challenges that we offer to really kind of help improve my Instagram and I just found it a really, really amazing thing and a really great opportunity and kind of stayed in touch and went to more events and I made some really good friends through the HBC events actually, who I'm still really good friends with now and through that kind of discovered more of the vegan community, so got more involved in those kind of events, went to those and then was nominated for one of the Health Blogger Awards um, in 2018. Um, so I went to that award ceremony. I didn't win, but it was still really fun. I still loved it. And um, yeah, it was actually that weekend I kind of thought about doing something else work-wise and it, I just wasn't passionate about it. So I thought, actually, I want to make a career in health and wellness. So I just Instagram messaged Fab and was like, <laughs> Fab, can I come and have a chat about working with you? And yeah, the next week came in and kind of went from there really and I've just really loved it it's what I'm passionate about I get to share and help I get to share my passion and then I can also grow my business alongside of it and it just all goes hand in hand so yeah I'm loving it and there you have it best spoke people ever <laughs> thank you ladies um so just to give you an idea this is kind of what we want to bring you so the experience of our summits the experience of our events the experience of our online content all condensed into a beautiful little chat that we're going to have between one another, where we're going to share also some of the things we noticed, some of the news, anything from Instagram checkouts to anything that we find that is relevant in this health and wellness and online world, as well as, as we said, spreading the love and getting some experts to talk to us about things that they know that can help you making an impact. And just about that, because I like to do a nice side way, we are going to chat in about a couple of seconds with the lovely Amy Layton, who's also been a contributor for the HPC magazine, and one hour speaker and an overall babe. Uh, before that, before we talk about getting started with public speaking with Amy, I want the girls to say bye, we're gonna kinda say goodbye, and then we're gonna get Amy to take it away. We're gonna have a nice little chat. So hopefully we'll hear from you very soon and you will hear from us very soon. Thank you so much for listening and it was lovely to share this with you. See you later, thanks guys. Bye, thank you. Definitely you should have spoken to Amy Layton pre-recording this podcast because I'm so nervous. I feel like she kind of helped. You did great. <laughs>
you learn when you're an adult. Exactly. <laughs> How would you say, by the way, when it comes to, you know, because we're, we're going to talk about public speaking a bit as well, but I'm thinking yeah. also, talking about being hosts. Yeah. You know, even in your own house. Yeah. And even in general, in life, when you're introducing yourself to people. Yeah. How do you think, again, I'm always talking to you as a person, but also as a coach, what is a nice way to introduce yourself to somebody? If you're introducing oh, yourself, yeah. and sometimes I feel like people either are terrified of you mm-hmm. when they're introducing themselves, mm-hmm. or they don't want to do it, and they're forced to do it. So I'm wondering, how can somebody feel more confident about introducing themselves? Mm, that's a really good question. I think, know what you're going to say before you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I had that kind of, feeling when I was starting to do my speaking coaching and I was like oh well am I a speaking coach am I this am I that am I the other you know the life of of somebody who's self-employed and might have several different income streams um and so I just remember being like how on earth do I actually introduce myself and I would literally say hi my name's Amy and I um I do some 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 work um and it's you know i mean it sounds stupid but i would i would shy away and i'd go bright red and i'd be like i don't know oh, you. how to own this yeah any you yeah yeah me um because i think it's it's about knowing what you're going to say and it's yes. about having that conviction mm, okay and until you believe what you're saying yes nobody else is going to believe you either yeah that's a very fair point um and the more you say it and the more you do it the easier it gets so I think working out what you're going to say and practicing it as well. <laughs> Practice is a Practice. Bit, I think it's your number one yeah. tip anyway. So that you're not rocking up to an event and then going bright red in the face when you're trying to say what you're saying because you've only started your Instagram account last week and <laughs> you know, you're trying to build your following. Whereas if you go, no, this is what I do, then people go, great, sounds cool, good for you. In that respect, though, what I'm wondering, because again talking about getting started with public speaking is something mm. that now mm. which probably you found yourself I don't know like especially with the clients that you have and the people that you work with mm. a lot more and more people want to do it and I'm like mm. hey, why do you want to first of all why do you want to do it and mm-hmm. I get like a with my clients as well and I get like mm-hmm. a uh, mm. or you're like what have you done be, what, what experience have you got and like I have no public speaking experience and I'm yeah. like well what do you do when you go to an event I'm in the corner eating cocktail sausages yeah. I think mm-hmm. some people have the misconception. The first thing you have to do is just book your TEDx talk. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And um, what what do you think when it comes to that? When it comes to mm. people feeling that they need to get started, why do you think so many people are interested now into dumping their little mm. paws into that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the little paws. Um, I I think it's it's that realization that there is a need for face to face communication. Yeah. And I think it's obviously pre-internet it's something that everybody did and you know there was no other way of putting yourself out there and then social media and all that kind of stuff really boomed and took over and then I think everybody got really used to doing stuff online and you know having your website and all this and that and the other and then I think people have started to realize recently that it's become a bit of a shield yeah and there's a real want for authenticity I say in inverted commas <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean like, yeah, 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 there's, yeah. A, there's a real want for, for people just to be honest at the mm. moment out there because I think people are so sick of being sold to and being misled and um, yeah there's a real need for authenticity so I think that's why suddenly people are like oh do you know what I need to I need to get myself out there I need to be able to get away from my Instagram account and I need to be able to go and meet people and I need to be able to go and put my face to my name and 
um, help grow followers as well, help grow your name and your brand in that way too. Um, and then what was the other part of your question? The other part was also how do you feel people can get started without thinking like they have mm. to <clears throat> book themselves into the next TEDx talk available? Yeah. Go to events. Go to events. Go by yourself and go and network with people. Like I am one for hating. I don't know how you feel about this, but I hate the word networking. It gives me shudders. <laughs> it terrifies me. It gives me visions of business cards and suits <laughs> and boardrooms. And that's fine if that's your bag. It's not mine. Um, but, and again, I think, you know, regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or you're a little bit in between, um, turning up to an event by yourself, even if the first time you don't speak to anybody, you just go by yourself. Yeah. And then you go to another one and you make conversation with the person sat next to you. Yeah. Even if it's a five minute conversation, you're like, yeah, cool, I can do this. And then the more and more you do that, you get to forge relationships with people. People start to get to know you. Um, and then you start to feel more confident yeah. with, with getting yourself out there, even in just little ways. Or if you can stand up and make a toast at an event, you know, you know if you're at a party and you can just do 30 seconds just saying, happy birthday, lovely to be here. <laughs> or, you know, if you can volunteer to, I don't know, do some fundraising for somebody or go and, yeah, go and help out somewhere. Just showing up and doing stuff on your own. I like, I like the idea of showing up. People. Yeah. I do like showing up. There was this funny thing when I went to a couple of events by myself in the last couple of months and I just, I called them making friends. Uh-huh. I would aggressively make friends because there was a guy that was like, okay guys, it was um, a more of a, as you say, not suits, but more of a tech design yeah. startup people event talking about LinkedIn. So not necessarily our world yeah. where somehow some people would know who you are, would know what you do and then it kind of, it opens a bit of conversation. Yeah, and it was like okay now get to talk to the person next to you and then go and talk around the room and I was like I'm going to make friends aggressively because <laughs> I don't know anybody here so yes and whoever, so great. and whoever was terrified about, of me I just kind of backed off I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and talk to that person then maybe someone's going to be calling 999 be like this, this. Wow. help <laughs> um, but I almost took it completely the other way when I was like nothing to lose I was mm-hmm. it's kind of funny I find um, I don't know if you agree or if you've had that mm-hmm. Sometimes you go to the networking event and doing inverted commas now or whatever, a bit with an agenda. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I need to talk to as many people as possible to yeah. promote myself or find new opportunities and stuff. Even I find that happens in trade shows because we go to a lot of trade shows with the HBC and everything else we do. And when you do that, it just, as you say, it's almost like two stage. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. in the middle. Whereas yeah. when you have nothing to do, I'm just there for the sake of being and you're like, is that? Me. I don't I don't need to sell myself to anyone yeah. right now yeah I just felt like I'm gonna make it all the friends yeah <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna get to see what's on offer I'm gonna have a chat with a few people I can leave whenever I want um and I'm just gonna enjoy myself and yeah. I think that's the main thing is to enjoy it and have fun yeah that's that's very true yeah what about the next step then bam bam mm-hmm. bam you're like all right I network with everybody in mm-hmm. this room I talk mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. ring of the cat mm-hmm. who is actually Amy's cat <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not with us today. <laughs> that sounds like he's dead. He's not. He's in the living room. We've shut him away so he doesn't start meowing. <laughs> Ringo is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. Ringo is still alive. Um, but no. Um, but yeah, the next step when it comes to, you know, you've been at work with everybody and now you feel like it's time for you to actually tell your story, which is usually mm-hmm. what I would do when I go and talk about stuff by yeah. myself. 
what would you say is the next um, step? If you have to say with a client, you want to give mm-hmm. them one little thing, instead of like thinking about actually finding the place to talk, when it comes mm-hmm. to refining your story, mm-hmm. what is the, most, the thing that you get them to practice the most? Mm. So you mean the content of it as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, I think, I think yes, because yeah. I will talk... And you're brilliant at it, by the way, so yeah. you can just watch all of Amy's stuff as well. You talk a lot about also exercises, mm-hmm. practicing, practicing in front of your camera and stuff, but I think a lot of people don't talk mm-hmm. about actually the content as much mm-hmm. and the way yeah. it's delivered, because yeah. I, I guess it's a completely different thing and it's another little realm. But yeah, yeah I'm interested in that as well. Um, it's all about... Personally, I would go about working out... First of all, why you are where you are with what you do. So what is, and what is it that has taken you to this point? Um, So for example, I've got quite a clear pathway that links from my teens and I had anxiety and depression and I was really um, lost at school, so to speak. Um, So I didn't, I felt like I didn't have a voice. Um, and it was only through recovery that I then got into drama and then I ended up taking A-level theatre studies and started to be like, oh, this is cool. I can, I can build my confidence through a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took a degree in acting and then I got my degree and I was like, this is brilliant. This is amazing. <laughs> However, I still can't stand up in front of a group of people and talk as myself. <laughs> I can do it as a character. Not a problem. As myself, mm-hmm. no chance. And so then I started to work out, okay, cool. It's not just me that struggles, it's everybody else. Yeah. And then my training, I had to work on myself first. And then my work evolved out of that. Yeah. Um, so that is my story in a 15 second nutshell. <laughs> um, which, you know, for me, I'm very lucky in a sense that there is quite a clear chronological order to different things. And that allows me to then work with entrepreneurs. It allows me to relate my experiences back to working with young people as well. Um, and so coming back to your question, sorry, I've gone on a tangent. <laughs> I, 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 I'm tangent queen or whatever. <laughs> I am um, Coming back to your question, I would say it's about almost setting out a timeline yeah. of working out exactly what events have, have drawn you to where you are now. What are those highs? What are those lows? And then what are you willing to share? Yeah. And I think that's really important because either people feel that they can't share anything. Yeah. And they have to stay really professional at all times. Mm-hmm. Or people are suddenly like, oh God, I've got to bear my soul and I've got to say everything that's happened to me. And that's not the case at all. It's about finding that nice balance between the two and working out what you're comfortable with sharing and what you're not and then what's relevant for your audience as well because that's really important. Yeah. What we were saying as well beforehand is just people... You think that people want to hear your story, which Mm. is true in a way, but Mm. they also... What they're looking for is that prompt, that Mm. little action-taking thing, that Mm. little nuggets of wisdom that Mm. can help them too. Absolutely. So I think it's like, it's never about you, it's always about them. Exactly. That's kind of how I see it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And yeah, I mean, the story part of it is lovely to be able to give people a bit of background and reasoning, but at the end of the day, it's all about your audience and what value you can bring to them. So yeah, anything you can do to back that up is great. And like how you said... You talked about also like the professional level and feeling like you have to be professional or not, which comes also mm. with this, with the boundaries with sharing. And I think we talked about this at the HBC Summit in London uh, mm. in March. Um, and it was all about, objectively, if you try and be somebody that you're not, yep. you're not going to be able to do things. Like I say that to people, and it's just me, it's personal. 
I almost never use a script for mm-hmm. any. I just cannot. Mm-hmm. And we're like, mm-hmm. this is so great. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. because I didn't script it. Because mm-hmm. if I do, I feel constricted. I mm-hmm. forget things. English is still my second language, yeah. so I need to be able to speak freely because that's how I am. Yeah, Italian speak twenty four thousand miles an hour. <laughs> if I try and go against that fully, it's gonna be a car crash. <laughs> like putting the brakes. <laughs> The best way for me to do it is without script and just going with the flow. It allows me also yeah. to listen to people a bit better, to be honest, because yeah. you're not too stuck on your own ways. And mm-hmm. that means that also I will talk about Ringo or I, we will talk <laughs> about like flat, yeah. uh, sparkling water, because that's kind of how I, how I get myself to feel comfortable and other people yeah. to feel comfortable. Yep. And some people tell me, well, I don't know which tone I should use when I'm talking about something. And I'm like, unless you're writing for our, our business review. Mm-hmm. If you're talking or if you're writing in your own way, in your own place, it has to come across as you because otherwise, yeah. as you say, when people meet you and event, they're going to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Because it's not mm-hmm. going to be the person that they're going to see. And I think we mentioned that before, actually. Mm-hmm. We, well, just as a disclaimer, you, you and I, Em and I have done a couple of things, lives and stuff together as well. Yeah. So we've been talking about this quite a few times. And I remember that we mentioned also how some people find the disconnection between the online persona that you see on stories sometimes mm-hmm. and the person that you meet offline. Yeah. And would you say that this kind of disconnect that sometimes you can see, I want to use the word turn off, but I'm going to go with it because mm-hmm. I think it's quite graphic. Can it be a bit of a turn off or like mm-hmm. a bit of a dissonance when, when somebody meets you in person? Do you find that it's just, again, is it just me? Mm-hmm. Or can actually people feel that dissonance if you're not confident in person as much as you would be on your stories and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you imagine... Say, for example, um, making a new friend. Yeah. And you have got to know them really well and you, you know, they're really confident in one side of their personality. And then suddenly in another situation, they completely change. And you're like, this doesn't quite match up. Yeah. Um, and as you, for example, as you're getting to know somebody, that disconnect between two, even with one person, two personality traits yeah. can be quite jarring. Yeah. And quite hard to understand. And the same can happen when you're going between social media and when you're going in person. Um, and so, yeah, I think people can totally pick up if, if somebody's either more confident online than in person or vice versa. And it's so important to be yourself. Um, it's so important. And I mean, exactly what you were saying about talking about the flat sparkling water or um, talking about the cat. Anything that you can do to get your personality across in a really honest way um, so that when people see you in person face to face for the first time they can go I know you yeah I know I know where I stand with you I know what your likes are I know what you dislike I know what you stand for what your passions are I know what you do and I know that actually I can go and have a conversation with you because I know you're really approachable and I think it's important as a coach or as a personal brand especially with people that work with people a lot <clears throat> excuse me or when you're trying to do endorsements and thinking about the plethora of people that we've been working with but especially people that are representing a brand mm-hmm. or being a personal brand mm-hmm. or influencers content creators your opinion is something that shapes your content yeah and if you're a coach your personality shapes whether people want to work with you or not absolutely and i think if it looks like you don't have personality then how do i know if you're the right fit for me exactly i mean people buy from people at yes. the end of the day preach and um, people buy from people and you know, you're not going to work with somebody if the personality's jar. But yeah. if you um, buy from somebody that you only met online and then you meet in person face to face and the personalities are different, then 
immediately that working relationship isn't going to be there as as you thought it would be um so yeah I mean you've got to got to get yourself out there you've got to be comfortable you've got to be able to put your face to your brand as you and what about the times this is the one before the last questions Mm -hmm. what about the times where you're getting yourself out there you're running in the Mm -hmm. hall waiting to get to your TEDx talk with Mm -hmm. 10,000 people and then panic hits whilst you're running and you're falling no you're not falling but you're stopping let's say you're not falling you're stopping because yep. you're smart and you're not running like I run because <laughs> <laughs> you're like if you see Forrest Gump in the gifts that's pretty much me like a mini Forrest Gump in a gift that's me oh I love it I love it <laughs> so if you're running like a sensible person and you're not falling over and flat on your face mm-hmm. still you're panicking yeah, because it's a big thing. Even if it's your first talk, it can be in front of 10 people, it can be in front of 10,000. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing they would say somebody can do to regroup? Mm. Um, breathe. Breathe. Um, really naturally, as adults, we breathe into our chests, which automatically stresses us out. However, if you breathe into your diaphragm, so it's the muscles um, almost towards your stomach, and what that will do, if you start to breathe into your diaphragm and you engage your diaphragm, then it helps to support your voice, it helps to calm you down, it helps to calm the, the nervous systems, and it just helps to focus the fight or flight um, mechanism that's kicking in. So what it will do is it will just chill you out and then it will prepare you for going to talk. So thinking about deep breaths into your diaphragm. So almost what you could do is you can put your hand on your stomach. It's something that I quite like to do. And then think about breathing in and out. And as you're breathing in, you push your hand out. Yeah, on your tummy. And then as you breathe in, your hand goes back towards you. Yay! Yeah, so it's a nice nice little thing that you can do before you talk. Um, and you can do it on the bus. You can do it as you're walking. You can do it on the side of a stage. You can do a very quick one when you're on stage literally just before you're about to talk as well just to help ground you would you say you should look at people's faces if you're doing it on the bus if you want to why not why not i can imagine this person's <laughs> hands on their belly just <laughs> locking eyes not saying anything yeah if you can make really... eye contact that really works as well <laughs> for how many minutes can you hold as long as possible <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try this at home. <laughs> now, I have one more question. Okay. Which is um, the one that, uh, spoiler alert, we prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to pretend that we're just kind of like off your way. Dun, dun, dun. Because we tried with, um, with a couple of people before just to see how hard it would be. Yeah. And I got Amy from the HBC, which I've heard in our intros as well. She had no idea what to say. She was like, I have nobody. So we might as well tell you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So we're going to regroup and I'm going to ask you now. Okay. The last question. Mm-hmm. I was going to do a drum roll, but then external noises are a bit annoying. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> I she went I for it. I nearly went for it. <laughs> okay, oh, no drum roll. To be honest, I think, I think I want laughter. This is going to probably like break some eardrums today. It's like, ah, pain. The levels. <laughs> we do apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Guys. Playing with levels for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Um, but the last question that I have for Amy today yes. is <clears throat> who would you have coffee with dead or alive and mm. what would you ask them so give me one question that you would ask them I don't want the whole full interview conversation but mm. I would love 
And I'm going to actually change who I originally thought because I would love to meet Marilyn Monroe. Nice. Mm. I think it would be so interesting to sit and talk to her and find out what actually happened in her life and find out what actually happened to her and try to try to work out some of the truths from the media scandals and all that kind of stuff that we know today because I feel like especially back then when there was so much speculation and you couldn't necessarily get to the truth of things um whereas now people have got podcasts and tv shows and all that kind of thing yeah I'd love to be able to sit down and go right babe talk to me what happened (laughs) I like how you will cut to the chase babe (laughs) talk to me what happened babe talk to me me. you can tell me I love I just, it. I find it fascinating, that difference between private and personal life. Yeah. And I suppose it comes back to actually what we were talking about earlier, about um, appearing like yourself online and in person, and then how people in the spotlight live personal and private and professional lives, um, and what people are like behind the scenes. I just I find it so interesting. So I'd love to be able to meet her and see the difference between the two. Awesome, thank yeah. you. That was a love. I love the answer. That was Thanks. a great answer. There's no wrong answer, obviously, but this was Thanks. a great word. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I need to be a Marilyn impression. Happy birthday. No. <laughs> right, hold the phone. Hold the phone. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen. Stop the I'll just go and get my white dress out as well. <laughs> I always wanted to use this. <laughs> and my wig, yes. <laughs> So where can people find more about this? And more of this as well. <laughs> about me, not Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. My um my handle's just my name, so it's at Amy Layton. And then amylayton.com as well is my website. Thank you so much, my darling. It was Thank lovely you. chatting. Thanks Thank for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much to Amy Layton for telling us how to get started with public speaking and for chatting with us. Thank you to Samantha and Amy for joining us for this first pilot. And thank you, the listener, for listening in and tuning in for this episode. Let us know what you think by tagging us, mentioning us, or asking us any question on social at hbloggers.com. And yes, we hope to be back with you and your ears very, very soon. And as always... May your smiles be big and avocado stones small.